and Grace watching Stargate. They made a podcast that's on iTunes that you should rate. Nix is a super fan. Grace is pretty new. Kaylee the Thorgy will help them make it through. Bartender Nick is here to make them drinks. As they reference random pop culture things. Crying out loud, they'll put a smile on your face. There's no place like Tara with Nix and Grace. Hey guys! Welcome to our Tangent Cast for this week. And I don't remember what Tangent Cast this is because I stopped keeping track of Tangent Cast numbers oh, long ago. I don't know that we numbered them ever, did we? Welcome I don't think we to have our Tangent Cast. <gasps> guys, do you remember what the last tangent was? I remember. Um, I don't. What was it? I, I'll tell you why I was remember. Was it Star Wars? It was Star Wars because it was the day... That domestic partner Jesse became domestic partner fiance Jesse. <laughs> yeah, that was uh there was a lot of shit that happened that day. That was a big ass day and I was so tired and annoyed and done with the day. I was so yep. uh, I'm still upset that I did not have a chance to be showered and cute on the day I got <laughs> engaged. It is so upsetting to me, let me tell I you. I mean I I mean I also wasn't showered that day. Um, <laughs> yes, but it's me <laughs> and my weird yes. things. Um, but okay, yeah, I, uh, we're not I, here for that. <laughs> no, we're not here to reminisce about those days. We are here to talk about what's two things that we love to talk about on this podcast. What's Stargate? Obviously, number one. But I think the second most talked about thing on this podcast is Dungeons and Dragons. Bow, bow, bow. So we've talked about doing this for a while. We've sort of done it a little bit during the pod, but now we're finally, well, we finally. Did we did early, early on do this as a tangent cast. Okay. Oh, we did a Dungeons and Stargates. Um, That's right. Part Yeah, der. but I will say it was so long ago. It was before I actually started regularly playing Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. So I was letting you take the lead. Yeah. Because I didn't know that much about classes That's at that time. Right. This will be so much more I fun. Am now D- I'm now DMing violence announcing between two different campaigns. Mm-hmm. So situations have changed. Oh yeah. We can bring <laughs> a little more to the table. It'll be fun. Okay. So here's the yeah. rules. Okay. Plus. Plus, we now have Atlantis to add to. Yes. So here's the rules. We are going to yeah. um, take a couple of... Ca- we have a set list of characters, because if not, we could be on here for seven hours. Um, a set list of yes. characters. How many do we have? Is it 12, 11? 13? We have 11. Okay. We have 11 we characters have 11. we're going to do, and we're going to stop with those 11. Um, and we're- We have a six on Atlantis and five on SG-1. Okay. And we think it's appropriate. If you guys want others at some point... Let us know. Um, but 100%. for the sake of making this podcast not as long as our as like three hour movie, <laughs> we're going to keep it to those 11. Because even that to me sounds like 100%. it's going to be an hour alone. Uh, and yep. we're going to go through and we will discuss who they are, what they what they're like, and then see what class that fits into. How does that sound? Yes. Okay, go. Okay. On. We're going to start with SG-1. Okay. Because, you know, it's the OG show. So we're starting with, now, technically, I think he's the leader of SG... He's supposed... Like, I think in text, in words, he's the leader of SG-1. I think he's the co-leader of SG-1, but we are going to start with Cameron Mitchell. Cam. (gasps) This one's fun. Let me... Let me... Let me tell you why. I know. We start with one 
that doesn't, you know, you'd be like, oh, well, he's a fighter, but is he? Is he? I don't know. Well, it's fun because I don't think we've ever talked him out before. Like the other ones, we I feel like it. we kind of see where we're going with them. But Cam I know. is new. Interesting. Well, let's play, right? So what happens if okay. we make him a fighter? Let's go to our fighters, right? Is he a battle yeah. master? Is he, um, mm. you know, uh, he's not an Eldritch Knight. I don't think he'd be... He's not an Eldritch Knight. I don't think he's a battle master. I actually think if we're going to put him in a fighter, I think he's much more champion realm. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, let's let's consider who Cam is, right? He's a bit more of a bread and butter yeah. kind of guy. He's your standard yes. badass. Uh, highly intelligent. Yes. Um, able to maneuver well in tough situations. Experienced on the battlefield. Um, he's also, I would like to say, he, he's also a very much like my favorite captains in hockey. He is someone who inspires by doing and not by speech. Right. He's someone who gives inspiration on the battlefield by him running into battle and less with like bardic inspiration type. Yeah. Thing. I was going to say, uh, his charisma is, is kind of um, neither here nor there. Like, it's not that he's not charismatic. No. It's just that it's not what he depends on. Yes. Um, so I think uh, he's someone who hundred percent has high stats and constitution. Absolutely, absolutely, and and also intelligence, which is why I was like, Battlemaster could work. But I'm seeing your point. Here's why. Um, here's here's my pitch for Battlemaster. Right? Battlemaster comes yeah. with combat superiority. You have these opportunities mm -hmm. um, to come in and do these very specific types of moves, and he does like the learning with the Jaffa on the other planet that he's been this to. So he does a lot of. He's constantly training to improve his ability within combat. So because of that, yeah. I feel like the combat superiority stuff really kicks in. But that's my pitch. Um, I mean, there's other awesome things that uh, that you could do. What do you, you know, think? You know, here's... Mm, I'm down with that. The more I'm reading, like, Champion, I feel that that is... I don't know if Ronan's going to go there, but it's a slightly more Ronan situation. Yeah. Um, here is... Here's what I'm thinking, and I don't unfortunately know which, um, what this one's from. Okay. But I'm looking at samurai. There is a samurai oh, option. There is a samurai. Um, what option. I am looking at. I think it's in. I and think it's the from reason, Zenithars, if I remember correctly. Um, and I'm to be fair, everyone's. By the way, we should preface this. We are just doing straight up 5e rules. Oh, yeah. um, I am actually on 5e tools because my books are literally holding my tablet up to the right height right now. <laughs> um, but Grace has her books out. And so I'm looking at Samurai and, you know, I see Resolve is nearly unbreakable. Yeah, so, uh, um, you have two paths, Yield samurai or Die Fighting. Samurai by the way. It is Samurai. Okay. Um, yeah, I see, I see True Strike. Um, I see as bonus action get advantage on weapon attacks. Um, I'm, I'm sort of, uh, let's see. Oh, here you go. Elegant courtier seventh level. You get Excel in social situations, which I do think cam is good. He's not quite, I would say as bumbly as some of the other people we have. Okay. So, but here, so here would be my counter. I like it. Here's my yeah. counter. This is why this is fun. 
Um, yeah. In Battlemaster, at seventh level, you get Know Your Enemy. Um, oh, true. Which also feels like camp. So I'll read it real quick. Uh, it starting does. seventh level, you spend at least a minute observing or interacting with another creature. You can learn certain information about its capabilities compared to your own. Uh, which I love the last part of that because yeah. Cam is nothing if not self-aware. Like he's very self-aware. Like he's aware of what he can do and he aware that he's aware that like yeah. Teal'c is better at a lot of shit than he is. Sam is way this fucking is smarter than he is. Daniel is far more charismatic. Um, here's my last pitch for Battlemaster. As yeah. a leader, it puts him perfectly in line for a Battlemaster. Because a battle master is literally that. I am a leader in the field. I'm the one kind of scoping out where things should be. He's not always uh-huh. in charge. And he's not always the one who's, you know, sometimes Sam's got to take things on because it's a sciencey thing. But when we're on that yeah. ground and we're just getting in the nitty gritty, he is the guy going in. Okay, that's my last. <laughs> I have, now while I Tell don't me. necessarily roll with this one, I have one other thing, one okay. other possibility to throw in there. Okay. Okay. It's a newer one. Okay. Not everything sinks. But let me throw Echo Knight out. Oh, God. I forgot Here's about why. Okay, tell me. Here's why. Because so many of the times that we've seen Cam, he, a lot of his constitution comes from as we see him remembering and reliving his past Okay. Which often gives him that extra fuel on the battlefield to keep going. So while it may not be a physical Echo Knight, here's a second of me fighting at the same time as me. It's where he may get that extra gumption. It's a long shot. I know. I'm just throwing it out there to make sure we cover all the options. Okay, good. It's not me. <laughs> it wasn't just you. That was your dog, for sure. Um, I think he had a really weird dream. I just had a moment where I was convinced I was having a stroke. I'm sorry, guys, that that's going to be in there. No, uh, it's fine. You should totally leave it. Um, That was my dog waking up from a bad dream. Where I yeah. was probably howling at something yep that i'm sorry did that really fucking threw me <laughs> he's never yeah. howled like that before <laughs> my buddy um it's all good okay i love what you're saying and and cam does remember things from his past but i don't think it quite lines up echo knights are really cool they're new i exciting. don't think it does either yeah but I I wanted to at least voice the possibility. I, I mean, I get it. I think, um, uh, let's see. Um, Here's the thing. If we can, if we can say battle master, but obviously the focus of his battle mastery is in the air, in air combat. Oh, yeah. I think we can roll with that. I mean, yeah, that to me, well, to me, that comes under, um, you know, a fighter and a battle master. I think it's a battle master specific, but it might be all fighters are proficient in all vehicles. Yeah. So that's that's yeah. where his proficiency lies, his proficiency in doing these things. 
Um, I mean, let's consider, let's, let's, you know, let's, let's uh, cite some examples, right? Uh, the yeah. very last episode we watched where the fight was down, there's really no way through it. He's like, here's what we're going to do. We're going to line ourselves up to protect the Prometheus from getting hit. That's yeah, him that's calling his troops into order and saying, this is the it's one tactical true. thing I can do. All righty. We're calling it. <laughs> yeah. Damn. There is, there, there, there is no multi-classing straight up battle master fighter. Fuck yes. Damn. Guess what I want with to build With high now. stats and constitution. <laughs> with high stats and con- And I would say his dex is probably higher than his strength. Like as yeah. much as usually fighters have strength. Um, yeah. But his I stats are in con- intelligence and decks yeah i think you're right i think his um what's the word i was looking for i think his strength is high enough to qualify but he's somehow yes. still more dexy. he's not weak yeah 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 but he doesn't have he doesn't have the strength stat that teal cats right right yeah there's yeah. far strengthier strengths out there <laughs> yes oh that was fun <laughs> Alrighty, next up uh, what what I would call the co-leader of SG-1 and a personal favorite of many people, Sam. Sam. Now I'm gonna, I'm going to, you already know where I'm gonna go with this. I'm gonna I let you previously, take this. I think previously we had said that she is, uh, I think a wizard, I think the last time. I'm going to call it, and this is personal bias, I'm calling her as an artificer right now. Well, there's no question that she knows her way around magic in the D&D world, right? Yes. So what is Sam good at? Um, Sam understands how to use the tools at her disposal. Sam is yes. highly, highly, highly intelligent. Um, Which you need for an artificer. Yeah, she's not your front runner in a fight. She's not the guy up front, but she is a support class a thousand percent of the way. She's Yeah, and here's the thing. So there's there's a couple different options in Artificer. Um, okay. Because obviously she has the tool proficiencies. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a lot of what the Artificers are. There is an Artillerist, um, which is just hurling magic shit across <laughs> the battlefield. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, um, yeah, I think, I mean, to me, this... this it it makes sense. Um, I I personally, my Sam was sort of a half homebrew situation. That was a lot of hot wiring, um, and things like that. Um, <laughs> but but uh, there's also Battlesmith, which is like a little bit protector, a little bit me- medic, which I think also fits really well with her. I'm not as familiar with the official artificer um, classes. Yeah, I'm um, I'm looking at things right now. I kind of like her as the alchemist. I do too. That I mean, that was what uh, that's what my Sam was was an alchemist. Yeah, I'm looking through what's armor do. Uh, armor modifies armor to function. I mean, that's not bad either as armor. Yeah. If you consider it on a grander scale, like to modify existing things to be other things. Yeah. But I feel like the artificer has that ability and I feel also like that's what infuse item gives you that ability yeah, no, to be I, like she definitely has like, that infuse item ability. It's like it's like here's some Asgard tech that I fucked with. I infused other things into it. 
Yeah, and I think that that comes with all artificers. And I think definitely there there is a call I'm making for the artillerist one. Okay, let's let's study. um because I feel, yeah, I feel like that's a little more offensive, and Sam is never going to shy away from anything. That's true. Let's see, you gain proficiency with woodcarver's tools. Uh, if you have this proficiency, you gain proficiency with other artisans' tools. Um, third, third level, you can make an eldritch cannon. Yeah, that is how you action. destroy a sun with an eldritch uh-huh. cannon. Um, yeah, yeah, force ballista. You know what? I I'm gonna I'm gonna yeah. I don't think I have a dog in this fight. Like I think you're absolutely right. She's an she's an uh, artificer artillerist. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I wonder if she takes on levels of anything else. Um, I think, you know, I wonder if there would be any advantage in taking any levels of wizard. Because if I remember correctly, a lot of um, the spell casting, I think, is the wizard list sure. mostly anyway. Well, my thought was more: Does she have a couple levels in rogue or a couple levels in fighter? Um, yeah. Does she know her way around a good sneak? Yes. Can she be, get herself in on a fight? She is. Yes. I would say, and, and as much as I love rogues, I would say if she has any uh, crosses, it would be with with fighter or something. Yeah. Here's what I think, right? So let's put the team together. So we've got Cam, yeah. who's our battle master. I think what it yeah. is is... This is where Cam comes in and uses Battlemaster points towards helping yeah. Sam do a thing. Because I, yeah. I think that would be how it worked. Like, she's usually uh, a support in the sense of she's, like, taking care of, like, shit and building stuff and weapons. Um, but if he's like, hey, I'm going to do this thing that's going to help you hit this guy, that's how that might go. Yeah. Can I also just just say that another thing that artificers do, which is this is 100% why Sam is an artificer, okay. third level, right tool for the right job, you learn how to produce exactly the tool you need. With Tinker Tools in hand, you can magic create one set of artisan's tools in an unoccupied space within five feet of you. It creates an hour of uninterrupted work. I mean, that sells it right there. She is exactly, never 100%. caught unprepared. No. <laughs> No. <laughs> yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. I love it. Okay. So, does that? I think that's good. I think Sam is an artificer with it. What is it? Artillery, or no? What is it? Artillerist. 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 Back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's awesome. And, and I'm gonna say she may be straight artificer, but I'm gonna put in here she may have a level or two of fighter. Sure. Um, and I think mostly she would take, I mostly she would have that level or two just to have the proficiency in more armor and weapons, not necessarily to have a lot of the fighter skills, but I think mainly to have that extra proficiency. I think it's, yeah, I think, I think she doesn't need more than like a level, mostly because I think she's got, um... She's got a pretty good constitution, which gives her access yes. to it. Um, and I think it's, yeah, this this thing where she's proficient in everything in the whole world. And she can fly anything. Yeah, she no. She can do anything. All vehicles. I'm saying that Sam, yeah. Sam is one of the rare people who has a high wisdom and intelligence. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 
Um, I think definitely her intelligence overrides the rest, but she it's, she's yes. no slouch. Yeah. No, I think there's a lot of people who either have high wisdom or high intelligence, like yeah. McKay, as we'll get to. But I think she's someone who has who, her intelligence is a 20, no doubt, if not higher. Well, I don't but her know. her wisdom's not shabby. I don't know, right? Because if I put her in a room with Teok and Daniel and Cam, I think Daniel and Teok may out-wisdom her. They may. That's because their wisdoms are higher. I'm just saying she doesn't have like a 12 in wisdom. She no. still has a pretty hearty number in wisdom. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think her a 15 or a 20. 16 is reasonable for her. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, good. But when you compare it to McKay, whose wisdom is much lower than that, is more of what I'm. Sh- yeah, sure. For someone to. in her class, her wisdom is very, very high. Yeah. Yeah. Her wisdom, her intelligence is 20. Like, that's not a. Yeah, that's doubt. not even a. That's... If not higher, <laughs> it may be higher. She's got a magical item. Um, oh, Jolinar's memories are her magical item that has pushed her there you go. intelligence beyond. Yep. <gasps> yeah. I'm more excited that For I sure. remembered something from an episode versus <laughs> <laughs> than anything else. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, okay. so we have that. We, Sam is pretty set. Yeah. So let's go to one that actually, if I'm thinking about it, may be trickier. Okay. Teal'c. Okay. Um, here's my pitch. And I, yeah. I love this. Pitch me. Because now you'll know what I'm talking about. Monk. You know, can I tell you that I have Monk up on my screen right now? <laughs> it's easy I to think have that Teal'c is a fighter or Teal'c is a barbarian. Or a barbarian. Teal'c is a monk. First I'm of thinking, all, yeah, kill Noreem. Of... <laughs> yes. The ability to um, shake off poisons to almost die and not out of sheer force yeah. of meditation and will... This and I'm going to, I'm going to think that it may be a way of the Kensai. That's so. That's um, the part I hadn't figured out. It's like I don't know which of the ones. Um, I'm well, and I'm reading this right here. I mean, the first things monks of the way of the Kensai train relentlessly at their weapons to the point that the weapons become an extension of their body. Oh yeah. Found in the mastery of sword fighting. Many different weapons. They see the weapon as much as a way of a calligrapher or a painter regards a pen or a brush. Um, I mean, I'm not against it. I'm going to keep looking to make sure that I don't... Then again, wave, wave the open hand are the ultimate masters of martial arts combat. Armed so that or was, unarmed. That was my first choice because I like the classics, if you will. And I think that's straight out of yeah. the player's handbook. Um, in fact, I think it's like the first one in the player's handbook. Oh, um, practice advanced meditation can protect them from harm. Wholeness of the body. You gain the ability to heal yourself. Yeah. Uh, um, uh, let's see. I think. Well, also Flurry of Blows is kind of fun to give him. I know. 100% has Flurry of Blows. Let's see. What does Tranquility do? Beginning at 11th level, you can enter a special meditation that surrounds you with an aura of peace. At the end of the long rest, you gain the effect of a century spell that lasts until the start of your next long rest. So here's what I see that as, right? Um, This is me playing it into the story. The episode where him and Braytac almost died, where he lost Junior, Mm -hmm. that was him um, 
leveling up to 11th. And it took okay, his ability into tranquility to get to keep mm-hmm. him alive through this moment. Yeah. What do you think? I like it. There's still, gosh, there's still, I really like that one. And, and there's still so much in the Kensai that I was Where's like, Where's the Kensai? Is that true. in Xanathar's? Unfortunately, I don't know what book oh, okay. it's in because of what I'm looking in. Let's. Um, I'll find it. I will find uh, see. you. I will find you. Uh, no, tra- but it's just. Yeah, I mean, this is. is this is so. Yeah, with the actual w- weapon. Uh. Uh, uh, extraordinary accuracy. If you miss, oh, with an attack roll using your monk weapon, you can re-roll it. I mean, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. <laughs> the drunken master. I just sorry, not worth not <laughs> anything to do with anything. But I just fucking love a good drunken yeah. master. Uh, I'm gonna watch those movies. Um, um, gosh, one with the play, the path of the kensai, uh, sharp, unerring accuracy is kind of cool for him. Yeah, uh, it's like he's a he's like a weird mix of both. I guess so. Hmm. Yeah, you master your, your of your weapons grants you extraordinary. Yeah, I mean, I kind of love that too. Uh, well, let's just say because this is our own world that we're amalgam. doing. He's a mix. He's a mix of way of the Kensai and uh, open. open. We're gonna open ca- hand. Yeah, or open? we're gonna call it uh, the way of the open kensai hand. <laughs> yep, way of the open kensai. The end. Bye. <laughs> um, yeah, he's just like she's just con and strength out the butt. <laughs> out the butt. Um, up out the butt. Uh, okay, okay. So what have we got so far? We've got a battle master fighter for Cam. Yep. We've got an yep. artillery artillery artificer for Sam. Uh, yep. We've got a amalgam way of the open Kensai hand monk. Yep. For Teal. I got. I yep. just love that he's a monk. He's absolutely a monk. I, he's he's hundred percent a monk. Yeah. Um. And now we have Daniel. Oh boy. Oh boy. Here's which I know we very clearly put him as a bard before. That's my thing, right? Something in me fights that, and I can't figure out why. I know. Why. What I is can't it? figure out why. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I think Daniel is 100%. He is multiclassed. And I think okay. part of it is Bard. But what is he multiclassed with so let's, is the question to me. Let's map the story onto it, and I think it'll help us find it, right? So Daniel started yeah. as a Bard. Daniel was yeah. a, in the beginning. Daniel was a bard. He knew a couple spells. Uh, College of Lore is probably where he's from. Uh, you know, yep. he, he knows his way around a couple of things. Um, his his love is history, and that's where he that's that's where he he started his entire journey. He's charisma. He's history. Yes. He knows these things. He's pretty intelligent. Um, and then he died, and then he, he did. died. And he um, was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, ascended and came I back. Have, I have an idea. Okay. I have, hold up, let me. Uh, yeah, I have an idea. He is a bard who is multiclassed. 
with a paladin <gasps> oath of devotion to, to Ayun. Yes. <laughs> well, Oma, Oma becomes Ayun, right? Oma, yeah. Like Oma is Ayun, like type thing. Yeah. He's he's a paladin oath of devotion to Oma. Boom. Like. It seems I like I'm just reading this. Oh, the devotion binds a paladin to the loftiest ideals of justice, virtue, and order. Hell, sometimes yes. called cavaliers, white knights, or holy warriors, these paladins meet the ideal of the knight in shining armor, along with honor in pursuit of justice and the greater good. Yeah, they hold themselves to the highest standards of conduct, and some, for better or worse, hold the rest of the world to the highest same standards. And the worship is knowledge. The worship of knowledge. Yeah. That is the holiest 100%. thing in the world. <gasps> yeah. That fits. That makes so much sense. Oh, so I think he, so what do we think? I think he died at like 11th level bard. Because I think he got, um, I think 10th yeah. level is where you get the cool stuff. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, 10th level you get um, magical secrets. Um, okay. You have plundered magical knowledge from a wide spectrum of disciplines. Yes. Choose two spells yeah. from any class, including this one. Um, a spell you choose must be of a level you can cast. So basically, he's learned enough of other things to learn how to use the other things magically. And yeah. then he died. <laughs> yep. Um, I yeah. love that so much. <laughs> Uh, tenets of devotion, honesty, don't lead or don't lie or cheat. Let your word be your promise. Never act in, f never, never fear to act, though caution is wise. Yeah. Yeah. I think all of this, 100%. Um, I mean, sacred, t turn the unholy sacred weapon. I, I definitely think that Daniel is a lore bard. Uh, and at one, and once he died and came back, man, he, he is paladin. Paladin Oath of Devotion to Oma. Oma slash Ayun. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I love this. In fact, maybe it's... Which actually, which actually kind of is fun because you know that one of the characters I was sort of in my head playing with was a paladin dedicated to, to Ayun. Yeah. Well, and I love it because yeah. I, I, I think to some degree Oma worships Ayun herself. Yeah. Because um, yeah. she's an ascended being, but she's not a god per se. And I think mm -mm. she, her knowledge would be enough to teach Daniel how to worship Ayun. Be like, actually, yeah. it's not me. It's this person above me. This thing above me. And I me. also think there's a little bit of that same. And it's it's a difference that that I think Oma is guilty of that Daniel is not. Because I think the bard kicks in there enough. Yeah. Oma, for, for all the great she is, was a little bit blinded to, like, I have all this knowledge, but I can't act because that's not the important part. It's having the knowledge. Like, there's a little yeah. bit of that, like... Well, and, and that's... Yeah, the bard part is just so inherent to who he is, which is why he yes. it's so, like, solidly sets how he uses the knowledge. Yes. Um, ah, that's so cool. <gasps> Did we get the, t the four? Did we just do the four? We... We just did the four. We have our main. Okay, what does it look main like? Main team. We have Cam, who is a battlemaster fighter. Yes. We have Sam, who is an artillerist artificer. Hell yes. Uh, and Teal'c, a way of the open Kensai hand monk. <laughs> I still love that so much. And we have Daniel, who is our multi class in the group. Yeah. Who started off as a lore bard and then 
died and came back as a Oath of Devotion paladin. I love it. To Aeon. Yes. We have one more that we wanted to cover Ooh. for SG1. And it's someone who I have been waiting to do since we started recording about Stargate. That is the one, the only, Bala Valderan. Bala. Okay. Who, I don't think there's a question of what class she is. It's more of what subclass is How? she. Because she is basically the model of a rogue. Oh, yeah. She is the very model of a modern major roguey person. <laughs> I tried. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's um, see. Let's see. What are our options? Um, um, I don't. I. I'm. I'm. Not, I don't know about assassin. Swashbuckler may be an option. Let me tell you that that is exactly what I was going to tell you to look at right now. <laughs> um. Um. Yeah. Think, Grace. Think. Uh, she's definitely not a mastermind. She's not. I was actually. Oh, tell me. I don't know, man. Focus focus on people and the influence and secrets they have. Here's I my mean, thing. She's a spy. I think she thinks she is. But she's not as smart as she thinks she is. Because they this always leave her hanging. This is true. Let's think about the time Very. that they thought she, she had a planet where people thought she was a ghoul, and then she didn't realize when the shit was being hit in the fan on her. I mean, here's here's the other strong option, man. Just straight up thief. Hone your skills on oh. larcenous arts, uh, you know, so think themselves as professional treasure seekers, explorers, delvers, investigators. Uh, useful for delving ancient ruins, reading unfamiliar languages. And I think I just lost Grace. You did. I'm back now, though. Can you see, can you see me? Or hear now me? I can. Yes. Okay. Um, so I think what happened is that my iPad is dying. That's fine. Um, uh, I was just going that I have strong feelings that Vala is a thief. Yes. Uh, I mean, combine combine anything that lists professional treasure seeker as an option and delving ancient ruins. It's <laughs> fair. Um, I think is without yeah. question. I think you're right. I think, it, yeah, Swashbuckler was a good option, but in her heart of hearts, she just wants the shiny things for herself. She does. I think she yeah. may be just straight up. I'm trying to look at some of the other options here when I click uh, click Thief. Um, this is the only way I can set up to record and charge. It's all good. <laughs> uh Supreme sneak advantage on dex checks if you move more northern than half your speed. Um, you do get use magical device at 13th level. I do Improvise like use of items that are not intended for you. Oh, that is, yes. Hello. She yeah. took gold shit and was like, this is me now. Yeah. I did this. 100%. She's a bazillion yeah. percent a thief. Highly, highly. Oh, and this is interesting. This is interesting. I don't know if she's necessarily level 17 yet, mm -hmm. but at level 17, you have the ability uh, to become adept at laying ambushes, his ambushes, and quickly escaping danger. You can take two turns during the first round of any combat. Ooh, that sounds like something she would do. For sure. You take your first turn at your normal initiative and your second turn at your initiative minus 10. Oh, wow. 
so yeah, I think she's just straight up rogue thief. Uh, she does not have high strength stats. I think she has high dex stats for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. She, I don't yeah. know. I'm trying to see. Obviously, her wisdom is not as high. I don't know. Maybe her wisdom is just higher than intelligence. She's very intuitive. I th- I think her wisdom is higher than her intelligence for sure. I don't uh, think yeah, either think are the highest though. <laughs> no, no, no. I feel like her intelligence is average at best. And her yes. w- like she's t- she's got a 10 in intelligence. And but maybe her charisma wisdom. Her charisma's like high. Yeah. Yeah. She's she's her two lead stats are dex and charisma. For sure. <laughs> For sure. That's what I would say. Alrighty. <laughs> I think then we have a full SG1 team. So here's a fun thing, guys. <laughs> what you just listened to took place through seven hundred years ago. <laughs> and uh and the technical gremlins ate the second half of my recording <laughs> and it stopped for what's what's more amusing is on the uh, on the day that we recorded this sg1 yeah. half of this it was grace who was having technical uh, yeah, issues at some point my um so we have multiple interfaces one where we're recording on and one where we're actually talking to each other on and yeah and the one that had lets me communicate with nixie just went nope and literally yeah. just turned off in the middle of our recording. <laughs> and so you would have had this great, like, five minutes of me vamping. <laughs> Except after we came back, then mine started, just decided to stop recording, but never tell me that it stopped recording. It just died. It just went, meh. We're just all, we're uh-huh. done being here forever. So <laughs> instead of trying to, like, hijack that shit into working we're just like you know what atlantis deserves a fresh record we'll do it again we're doing it live not live so at all <laughs> we're we're we may a little bit like pretend for you guys and test our acting skills to be this is totally how it happens oh no when we recorded Here's the great it. part right is we all know that i have the memory of a goldfish and true. I did not take notes. It was p- purely a conversation. So the fun part <laughs> might be trying to see how much I remember. Yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to go through it as if we're doing this for the first time. But just know Feels we like also the first have... time. <laughs> Feels like the first time. Feels like the first time. Yeah. We're getting it done. So... Atlantis crew. <laughs> who do we start uh, with? Well, who else would you start with there right. except for uh, the undisputed, unlike SG1 leader of the sure. team, Mr. John Shepard? Um, Here's the thing okay. with John. I will say this. I will say this straight out. Um, I strongly feel that John has a higher intelligence than other leaders of SG-1 like Cam and Jack. This is true. Let me tell you right now that I have no idea what we put him at last time we did this. So this is actually really oh, fun. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So he is a lot smarter than our other guys. 
Um, well, I'm not saying a lot smarter, but he definitely is the highest intelligence. Yeah, yeah, he he's out of between Cam. He and is not solely leaning on his charisma to get him through things in a way yes. that the others might. Yes. Um, um, you know, he's not cracking things like as in bocce. exactly yeah but he is doing high-end math calculations in his head but like not he doesn't he doesn't play that up he just does them and it's what everyone yeah and he's still but he's also still um he's also proficient in flying things yes so he's he has the ATH. He does have the ATH. He do- okay, so he's got like minor magical ability. He- yes, and inherent. He is born. Yeah. It's bo- he's born with it. It's not Maybelline. <laughs> yeah. Inherent magical ability, minor levels of inherent yep. magical ability. Mm-hmm. Um and very intelligent, but also um hardy. He's got a high constitution. Athletic yeah. as well. I mean, he's not Ronin, yeah. but he's fucking up there. He's not. He's just naturally yeah. athletic. So my heart wants to say fighter, to some degree. We did. We did decide like like all except for one level. I think is a fighter. Okay. So inherent magic. Did we say wild magic? Uh, we did. We did say he has first level of his is a sorcerer. Yeah. Yeah. And we did decide that it was a divine soul sorcerer because it was w- one of the few things we went UA. Oh, on. okay. Um, because let me read for you. Actually, I don't think that's UA. I think that's a yeah. I think divine soul sorcerer is a thing. Um, we did go UA for a couple okay. other things, but anyways, let me just read you divine Boom. soul sorcerer. Sometimes the spark of magic that fuels a sorcerer comes from a divine source that glitters within the soul. Having such a blessed soul is a sign that your innate magic may come from a distant but powerful familiar connection to a divine being. That's almost exactly what that means. (laughs) Yeah. It says perhaps your ancestor was an angel and I'm just going to go. An ancient. Or an ancient. (laughs) Uh, I think we hit the nail Uh, on the head because he doesn't really practice... He, yeah, he's got made he, like he accidentally fell into a level of sorcerer. Yeah, hundred percent. Well, that's what I'm saying. It's first level only because then he, you know, went and joined the yeah, and then became proficient with all vehicles. Uh, all vehicles, and I will, I will say, we did very. We went back and forth on what class of fighter oh. he was. But we did settle on one because, as you said. Uh, he is a pilot. Yeah. Um, and we have a character that we are much beloved in one of our campaigns who is a cavalier fighter. That's the one. I remember because I remember uh, we, we fought a little bit on cam in a good way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we ended yeah. up, um, I think, Battlemaster ish adjacent. Um, yes. No, it's Battlemaster. Um, but yeah. yeah, let's see. Yeah. Well, here's. I'm going to read the Cavalier, and what I like about when I read this is that Grace will get part of it, and those viewers who have seen more of the series will get other Ooh, parts of intrigue. it. intrigue. Yes, the archetypal Cavalier excels at mounted combat. Usually born among nobility and raised at court, a Cavalier is equally at home leading a cavalry charge or exchanging repertoire at a state's dinner. Ooh. 
That's right. Yeah. And you, we talked about how he is the one most likely to be able to button up and 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 do well oh, at yeah. a state. Fly yeah. Right. <laughs> 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 I didn't even mean to do that. Um, I, yeah, I, he's I, I he has been around Weir, and I would say under Weir's tutelage long enough to where he could get yeah. through any political, social, etc. situation. Yes. No problem. And here's. 100%. And here's the other thing that's very specific about a cavalier that I really, really like and and, and I think very much applies to, um, to John yeah. is cavalier fighters have this cool trait called an unwavering mark. Oh, yeah. Which basically means when you are fighting with a bad guy, you can just go, no, you only focus I on I do me. like a good unwavering mark. Yeah. And if, yeah. And if he's got... Um, yeah, and he's going to turn himself in before he lets his friends get in trouble. For 100%. example, in the, what was it, the tower that we just watched? Where yeah. he was like, yeah. okay, I'll go with you guys. Leave my friends alone. I'm uh-huh. on this. Yeah, that's it. That's Alrighty. it. Alrighty. So, John, one level of divine soul sorcerer to get that uh, ATA goodness. Yeah. Kaylee um, agrees. Kaylee thoroughly agrees. Uh, and then he is the rest trained as a cavalier done fighter. And done. Um, up to next in the party okay. is Taylor. Okay, this one I remember because it was really exciting. Because we both super... Now this I remember was was... I would say less contentious between us, but I just had to keep looking for different options. I think we just to, kept to adding. We went full improv. Yeah. Yeah, so, but we settled on something amazing. Yeah, so for starters, here's where we started, right? Taylor is a badass, but Taylor is, a, uh, you know, she was forced to sort of be a wanderer. She's very attuned to her, uh, to the places she came from, to her ancestors, to the rituals and the way of life that's very natural and of the earth. Yes. So we were like Druid. 100% Druid. Just, I really, really thought Druid was really cool uh, with an outlander feat. Yep. Uh, feature background not the um and she also has that natural like she's the leader yes um yeah decided um i don't know as much about the druid circles but uh we did sort of settle on circle of the land Um, yeah i i I, we thought she was a nice um you know classic i like to call these my classic very much uh 5e classics if you will uh, druid of uh, Circle of the Land, and I have it open. Well, and there was one thing in particular that I thought was cool. I'm gonna find it and read it. Here. I just like this line about the Circle's wisest members preside as the chiefs, priests of communities that hold. That's the it. Old that's faith. the one I was gonna find. Yeah, yeah. I'm, we just witnessed her going through the ceremony that basically made her the chief. Yeah. Um, and so, and, and the things, her power, even though it's not technical magic or, or what we would define as magic by D&D terms, her power does come from this influence of, the, and this, and this ability yeah. to understand the land. And I will say we did, uh, we did question the, the partially obvious ranger possibility for her. We did. We did consider a ranger, but there's something about her style of combat yeah. if you will yes. that felt different and i think this is where nixie i'm gonna give you full credit for this genius yeah part i can't remember how it went but i really want to say it was yours well, i just uh, so- remember thinking that like taylor's not 100 druid like taylor has this this extra bite to her 
that oh, is yeah. far more than you would find in your traditional druid. And when Taylor turns, Taylor and I went, Taylor's Taylor rages sometimes. Oh yeah. Taylor's gonna take that bonus action to rage. So what we have determined <laughs> is that Taylor has at minimum three levels in barbarian. Yeah, and, and keeping with the theme of her being tied and grounded to her past and her people yeah. and not forgetting, I think we said Path of the Ancestors. Uh, yep. Yeah. Um, um, barbarians hail from cultures that revere their ancestors. Uh, tribes teach that warriors of the past linger in the world as mighty, mighty spirits. Uh, I mean, yeah. this made so much sense. She at least, she obviously can rage, but I knew she would at least have to get up to this. Because here's one of the things I love is that the the, the uh, spectral warriors appear when you enter your rage. Because I just see her taking her father and and all of these past spirits like into battle with her. Yeah, in fact, I would be willing to say that if you were watching the campaign where she is a player, yeah. um, the episode where she does the right with the passing um, older woman oh, of the tribe yeah, is her getting that with a yeah. yeah her getting that third level. Yeah. That is her gaining those ancestors. Uh-huh. Like that is the ritual that gains her the ancestors. How cool is I know. that? Just because I, there's been a couple times in the middle of battle, I'm remembering and I can't remember what specific episode it is, but they they sit mm-hmm. there and she just grabs. I think they're fighting the Janai, but she like grabs yeah. the sticks and then she breaks them. Yes. And then she just yeah. like sets that mode. I'm like, oh, she's about to rage, dude. You might have yeah. hit the fuck She's like, out of there. I'm going to hit with anything <laughs> I have. I like this idea. And I like this idea in the story where she was a druid always when we first met her yeah. and we understood her. All of the first season, she is this druid. And then she meets, and she's always been, a, she's always wanted to fight. There's always been that in her. Yeah. And a druid can, can put up a good fight when they need to. I mean, Shalele ain't no oh, joke. Oh, hell's no. But. When she meets Ronan, she yeah. learns the ways. Yeah. Except uh, her connection to her barbaric nature comes from her ancestors. I, I would say she she may have started down the barbarian path. You know, when she first met mm-hmm. our our Earthlings, our Lantians. Yeah. But. Yeah, uh, there's something in the story about putting it that way, where she kind of, you know, for every time you, every time you you multi-class in the games I've played, it's nice to have some sort of story behind yeah. it. Uh, you know, like you met someone, you had a teacher, or something happened. Uh, let's just say yeah. that we both now really want to play a druid barbarian. So bad. <laughs> so bad so like badly. i i just want to join anyone's game right now so i can build i may just build it anyway yeah, we just need i think i'm gonna build we just, one we just need to make our stargate one shot and yeah you can play <laughs> taylor as a druid barbarian so <laughs> we're just gonna play we're not no one's gonna dm nope. it we're just gonna dm it for each other you know, we're just gonna listen that seems like it could possibly work <laughs> that almost sounds like fun <laughs> Like we just get like a build your own adventure yeah. type of yeah, thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so next up uh, on the on the Atlantis crew is Dr. Rodney McKay. Dr. Rodney. Now, um, I firmly, I, we easily agree that McKay is a wizard. He is not an artificer yes. like Sam. He's straight up old school wizard. Now the question, the big question for him is which 
class of wizard? Which subclass is he in wizards? Yeah, he's all smarts and all squishy. There's, uh, he's... there's a chance that he's a vocation, you know, slinging that, that energy magic around, which is uh, very close to my heart. Uh, my wizard yeah. was definitely a vocation. We also were maybe transmutation. He's always channeling or redirecting power, uh, which I know is... Yeah, so the idea is, is we, we, you know, we want to think about the type of magic that Rodney does. Yeah. And it's like, he takes these things and makes other things, or maybe he he turns things into... Or he basically maneuvers existing yeah. energy. And the school of transmutation, you're a student of spells that modify energy and matter to yeah. use the world as not a fixed thing, but eminently immutable. Um, you delight in being yeah. an agent of change, which he's not really about change, but he does yeah. weld the raw stuff of creation for far too many times for our own comfort. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and his own comfort, too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> but then... But then as we were looking things, I oh, clicked but then. the little button that looked at some of the unofficial stuff. Looked at some oh, UA. Yeah. And I found the perfect school of magic for Rodney McKay. Give it to the me. The school of invention. <laughs> so this school of invention first claims credit for having invented the other schools of magic, which if there's not a yeah. line that's more Rodney McKay than that. If there is not, yeah, not a more arrogant approach to being a wizard, <laughs> please tell me. Yeah. Because, yeah. Uh, wizards of the school push magic to limits. They stretch the known laws of arcane power and strive to reveal important truths about the nature of the multiverse. I mean... <laughs> yes. Yeah. It seems yes. they have a reputation for acting first and thinking second, which, again, I think is the definition of Mr. McKay, Dr. McKay. Yeah. In fact, it's like acting while telling the world out loud what he's yeah. possibly going to think yeah. next. Like, so he, he lets the thoughts fly out of his mouth so that he can just continue plowing forward. 100%. <laughs> um, and, and I do kind of like this last line in here. Wizards of this tradition are regarded as savants to their faces, but wizards of other traditions often them think of them as lunatics. <laughs> That's uh, that's appropriate. Yeah. I mean, consider the way even Zelenka looks at him. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And I think the other thing, there's a, there's a couple, like, at the higher levels that I also really, really loved for McKay. Um, there's okay. this prodigious inspiration. At 10th level, you have attained a greater mastery of spell preparation. As a bonus action, you can swap a spell, which oh. seems very McKay yeah. thinking on the fly. Yeah, yeah. How do I use this existing thing here that is on this weird, strange planet versus what I have back in Atlantis 100%. while still complaining that I wish I had the thing I have in Atlantis? And there's also this cool thing for them called reckless casting. And, like, you basically can... It's a little bit, like, wild for if it was yeah. a druid. And it's basically, like, you can attempt to make a spell you don't prepare it and shit may go bad. Which, again, feels very mckay I mean, um, uh, Grace Under Pressure showed us a little bit of that McKay. Like, oh, I'm just going to do whatever's here and hope not to die. Uh, It made me really (laughs) kind of want to also play a School of Invention wizard in the future. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for all of my future characters. Hell yes. Um, Oh, also the fact that McKay definitely high intelligence low wisdom just 
Yeah, yeah. Um, he's he's just a he's like he rolled a, a nat twenty yeah. on the intelligence, and then just crapped out yeah. all the other rolls. He, he rolled three sixes and then somehow get like a two point bonus when he started out in intelligence. Yeah. Uh, we yeah. did though agree. We did though agree. Uh-huh. He has his constitution modifier written down. But in parentheses, yes. it's actually higher than he knows. Yeah, he has a... Yeah, he... So here's what I think, okay? Um, actually, I'll get back to it because we haven't covered this character okay. yet. But yeah, I'll, remind me that I want to talk about Rodney's okay. constitution when we get to Carson. Carson, yeah, I, I feel like that's one where it's like, if he has half pit points, his constitution goes <laughs> up. Um, yeah. Next, Ronan Dex. Ronan the Barbarian. This Dex. I also remember. <laughs> we had some we had some back and forth because I strongly disagree that he's full barbarian. I I think yeah. We did we did go back and forth because you have said, well maybe there's some fighter yep. in there. Maybe there's something going yep. on. Um well I agree that in another life there was definitely some sort of uh champion fighter. Yeah. I th- happening. I think he I think the Ronin we know is I mean he's berserker barbarian. I, I don't know what else he could be. Yeah. Um yeah, I I think once upon a time in another life he could have gone a different path yeah. and then life fucked him. Well, and that's <laughs> and that's why I do think because he is a trained military soldier before the Wraith came. So yeah. I think he his first three levels were a fighter, and I think specifically he was a champion fighter. Um, yeah. Because, uh, you know, to me, the champion fighter just... The development of raw physical power, honed to deadly perfection, um, you know, rigorous training with physical excellence, plus the fact that uh, you get improved critical and you crit at 19, yo. Yeah, he and he, you know, we may be uh, even limiting him. It's possible that he's got even more fighter. He's just that good at it that he tapped into that barbarian just to get a little extra. Well, just to up that intimidation score, if you will. Yeah, and I think I'm trying to think what the seventh level. The seventh level, you can add half your proficiency to any strength, dex or constitution check. I don't know if he necessarily yeah. needs that. I just think that he was a champion fighter until the war broke out on his planet, until he became a runner, and when he became a runner is when all future levels were in Barbarian. Yeah, runner basically is Barbarian. 100%. For that him. is Berserker <laughs> Barbarian. Yeah, for and sure. And that man that. attacks Reckless at every chance he can get. Oh, he's always using that <laughs> yes. every single time. He like he does not care about the advantage on getting no. hit. In fact, he likes getting yeah. hit. He might draw like benefit from yeah. that. He might be carrying a magical weapon that every time he gets hit, the other person gets hit like, too. Friends, <laughs> frenzied rage as much as humanly possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, because and we know he has intimidating presence. I mean. That's just natural. 
Yeah, I, I think he was did not need a lot of help no. there. Here's what I think. I think his dreads have a magical... Yeah, they're a magical item. Um, property. Yeah, yeah. Yes. a magical item that bu- bumps his... Because um, I think uh, intimidation is charisma-based, right? Yeah. So it bumps his charisma, but he's put all those skill points into intimidation. I somehow think they may just only bump intimidation, not like charisma as a whole, <laughs> just yeah. intimidation. Yeah, I dig <laughs> it. I super dig it. <laughs> uh, and and so then we cannot forget uh, Weir in all of this. Oh, Right. Right. Okay, this one was fun. This one was interesting. This was. Because she... So definitely some sort of bar. Yeah. Some sort I of... I think that was something that we, we didn't have any question of, is she bard? The question is, again, right. which type of bard is she? Yeah. Um, And I know we considered lore bard, but that didn't quite seem... She's, she's not a historian mm-hmm. the way Daniel is. No. Um, you know, she knows stuff, but only because she has to. There's, there's not a lot of joy in it for she her. She has extremely high charisma, extremely high constitution. Yeah. Uh, and she's so intelligent. And then we discovered what kind of bard Weir is. Bum, bum, bum. Ardents of the College of Eloquence. Master the arts yes. of oratory. Persuasion is regarded as a high art, uh, and a well-reasoned, well-spoken argument often proves more persuadable than facts. Uh, these bards weld a blend of logic and theatrical wordplay, winning over skeptics and detractors with logical arguments and plucking at heartstrings to appeal to the emotions of audiences. I mean, other than Alexander Hamilton, who the hell else Alexander fits this Hamilton. description <laughs> My name is more perfectly? Uh, yeah, hundred um, percent. Just, I also like these unsettling words that you get. Um, you yeah, can spin words laced with magic and then settle a creature and cause it to doubt itself. You can expend a yeah. bardic inspiration. Uh, the creature must subtract a number that you roll from the next saving throw it makes. That's awesome. And I also love the idea that she gets to inspire people. Oh, from afar. Um, because she's amazing at that. She's very good at just, like, talking to her team yeah. and being very present. And um, she doesn't ever sugarcoat it, but she's like, here's where we are. Yeah. But we don't give a fuck because we're awesome. Also, Let's get it at, done. At sixth level, you can make your speech tangible to any creature. Nice. Uh, which I think is a natural as well. Um, yeah. Yeah. Just the, the ability with language yes. is is absolutely her thing. 100%. So that once once we read the College of Eloquence, it seemed to make absolutely perfect sense for Weir. Done. Done. Super done. Um, and then we ended on some other character that we had heated debate over. Oh, oh sure. Sure, sure, sure. Heated. The one controversy. <laughs> the one that I was like, I refuse to budge. <laughs> Guys, from guys, there's no discussion for Carson. There is only one answer for Carson. Carson is my life cleric, a disciple of yes. life. He is a healer first and foremost, and, and only. Oh, basically only. 
<laughs> he is a blessed healer. He his goal is to keep everyone safe and living. Yeah. Um, I I I mean I just can't. Um, you, disciple of life F- starting at first level your healing spells are more effective yeah. he is the most effective of all the healers the best one that there ever is um he can preserve life you he can choose to channel divinity to heal the badly injured as opposed to do any harm of, of course, course he would he do that of course that is always the plan um and okay so here's the thing i wanted to add yeah. right so he, he is my life cleric, my favorite guy, yeah. my best, like, my favorite kind of cleric to play, because that's who I am as a person. I don't know what that says about me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but here's what I think. I think that Carson has devised some sort of magical item to keep his friend safe, uh, like yeah. a death ward, yeah, yeah. or uh, it's not Shield of Faith, because that's AC, but something that of that sort that every- That was what was in the ATA gene treatment. <laughs> yeah, so, well, every time that Rodney walks out to go on a mission, yeah. this is what he gets from Carson. 100%. And he doesn't know it, which is why Rodney thinks he's far more danger yes. than he ever is. That's for sure. That's what I'm, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's our guy. Yeah. This is just as fun the second time around. <laughs> Um, I'm glad we did yeah, this. Yeah, so let, let me just run through the Atlantis crew for you one more time. We have okay. Lieutenant Colonel John Shepard, first level divine soul sorcerer for that ATA gene goodness. Uh, and yes. then all other levels. We don't know what levels anyone is at, but all other levels no. after that is Cavalier Fighter for sure. Yeah. Um, Taylor of Magen, Druid, Circle of the Land. But oh, yeah. with, you know, at least three levels. A little bit of, of ancestral some spiciness in there. Just get, let's get spicy barbarian. in there. <laughs> uh, we have McKay. No multi-classing here. It is 100% school of invention wizard. Just Yes. School of arrogant jackal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wizard. Uh, yeah, basically. I feel like that's the subtitle for invention. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and Ronin may have started out as a champion fighter for those first few levels, but definitely once the Wraith attack turns into full Berserker Barbarian. Oh, yeah. And we have Weir, our Bard of Eloquence, leading... Uh, our fancy lady bard. Fancy lady bard. <laughs> uh, with very high charisma. Uh, yeah. And then, now I want to see her in like a classic, like in the five E yeah. book, the big long trench uh-huh. coat that the bard is wearing. Oh, yeah. I really want to see her in that. <laughs> and then rounding it out, work it. Uh, you know, yeah, everyone's favorite because there's if you hate him, then you have no heart and probably are an undead. It, the, and, yeah, if you don't like Carson, you probably also kick puppies. And he will turn you. Uh, because <laughs> because he is a life domain cleric. Yeah, uh, ready to heal all the time, every yes. time. Um, the one thing I will add, we did say we don't know what level anyone is yeah. at, but I think it's safe to say that the SG one team is at a higher level yes. than the that, SGA. That team. I will go with by far. Um, I yeah. don't think anyone here is lower than tenth level. No, like I, I would say, uh, possibly the Atlantis teams just like floating around twelve yep. or eleven. That's what I'm but our, yeah, but our SG one team, maybe aside from from Vala. from Cam, Vala. 
Oh, and Vala um, are probably, uh, you know, 17 I was thinking 17, 18, yeah. Yeah, they've been around that long. Because they've been here for a while, man. They've been grinding yeah. out those and dungeons. I mean, <laughs> Tam is, like, maybe one level behind. I mean, he's able yeah, to keep Yeah, not that far behind. Yeah, he was hanging out at the Slayer Stake for exactly. a while. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, um, yeah, if anyone ever wanted to make a character for a D&D, I will admit, uh, my Rona Dex when I had him was not the same. Although it was champion fighter. Oh, you did make a but fighter. Didn't, yeah, he didn't. He didn't live long enough to get into barbarian. Yeah, that was a tough. That was a just tough. Well, that was my one and only warlock. That was mostly also Ronan's fault, though. <laughs> yeah. I remember that. Uh, uh, he kind of gotten. He was trying to be smart, but still got possessed. Therefore, fell asleep on watch. Therefore, TPK. Therefore, everybody yeah. dies. Yeah. <laughs> hey, man, it was still. Fun. We're still talking about it, and it's been what two years now? It, more than that, I think. Yeah, it's it's been at least. Yeah, I want to say at least two years. Um, but I am definitely building a druid barbarian. 100%. I, I need to do that. That needs to happen. I may just build it just to have it. You know, you just to always have it at the need ready. backup characters. You always yeah. need that character ready to go. I just you never know. really want to keep playing Sam. My Sam. Not yeah. my not the artillery Sam, but my alchemist artificer Sam. Well, it's funny. As much as I love my Rosie, which y'all have yes. met um, in Avernus, if she ever went down, how fitting oh. would it be to build a druid barbarian, yeah. especially considering that her brother is a druid? 100%. <laughs> to put, like, this other person in. I think that would, I think it would make Rosie's little heart it, sing it would. for someone to come in and antagonize it 100% would. her brother. She would expect <laughs> nothing less. Yeah. Uh, but hopefully she makes it because she is amazing. Um, let's do this. Alrighty. Let's build some characters. Guys, thank you for you guys, hanging if, out. We're if, sorry if, for the split record. It's fine. These people barely tell a difference. Like, no time passed for them. Uh, but if you yeah. <laughs> are going to build any Stargate character as a D&D class, let us know uh, what one. Please, yeah. 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 Or, or if you've already done it, I would love to hear stories. Yes. Absolutely would love to for hear sure. stories. Um, there, I like getting inspiration from weird places. I had a character that was a little bit inspired by Louise Belcher mm-hmm. from Bob's Burgers. Yeah. <laughs> and she's still one of my favorites. She's still hanging out somewhere in the middle of a heist. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of characters we haven't had a chance to go back yep. to. Uh, but yeah, I definitely want to hear it. And if you have something to tell us, you can tell us on Twitter. Okay. At Tara Podcast. And on Facebook, at There's No Place Like Tara. Or you can email us at There's No Place Like Tara at gmail.com. Uh, Patreon.com slash There's No Place Like Tara. Like us, review us on the internet things, and tell us oh, oh, the places. your favorite Stargate-inspired D&D character. It's gonna be amazing! And tell us what you would put all of the bad guys as. What monster would you make them? I know. Ooh, I hadn't thought of that. Okay. <laughs> That's for the That's next part. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, we love you guys. You guys are awesome. Uh, be, be awesome. Stay cool. Yes. I'll see you guys soon. Bye. Bye.